Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. Oh my goodness, it is the Sparkle Hour. <laughs> and, and it would not be the Sparkle Hour without us starting laughing, right? <laughs> of course, so we have to bring in, bring the, bring the giggle. That's what yeah. we do. Nicole, I'm so excited to see you today. And we have an amazing guest with us today that our audience is just going to love. I agree. Hold love, on love to her. your hats. <laughs> I, I, we have Nikki Brown on today and I'm going to read you a little bio and then we're going to have Nikki to say hello and jump in and tell us more about herself. But you might even want to get a pad and paper. I don't even know because I think some real stuff's going to happen here. That's true. Today. Get prepared, y'all. Be prepared. So Nikki Brown, a.k.a. The Coochie Coach, is a sexual freedom strategist with over 30 years of experience in transforming sexual trauma into sexual triumph. I just want to pause right there and say hallelujah. Yes, please. (sighs) Nikki is a mompreneur on the move to transform the lives of women and girls all over the world in the area of sex and intimacy. Every conversation is candid and ruthlessly compassionate, which is why she's here, (laughs) because we do that. Mm -hmm. Nikki is a mother, an author, an educator, a minister, and certified womb wellness teacher. Miss Brown lives in her mostly liberated life in New York City with her 21-year-old and 5-year-old. And in her free time, Nikki enjoys traveling, writing, dancing, and laughing with family and friends. Welcome, Nikki. Woo! <laughs> the crowd yeah. goes wild. So let me tell you about the first time I met Nikki, and she probably doesn't even remember this. I do remember. I was telling Michelle about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was at this event that my co- my old business coach had you know, said, "Hey, I got tickets. Come you know to this event," and it was on leadership, and it was in Florida. Wait, and, I don't remember. You were there. Uh, <laughs> I was there. Yes, I was. <laughs> I, I was in that audience. For the, I, I forget the name of it, but it was on leadership and Gary, yeah. Gary, Gary's event. Yeah. And we're like all these little quiet coaches in the corner with our coach. And, and we looked at each other like, these people, they ain't scared of the mic. Because <laughs> everyone in that group who was connected with Gary was yeah. just like owning the mic constantly. And you stood up. You were wearing white shorts, I think. And I think your little kiddo was there too at that event. And you just walked up and you boom, blam on the mic about what you did. And I'm like, oh my God, that is the kind of presence and and give no fucks and take all the prisoners (laughs) energy that I want on a mic. So Nikki, you brought it and I've never forgotten you. And so when uh, we met up again, I was just like, yes, I'm so happy she's in this group. So. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. Wow, Nicole, you were there. I was still talking to moms, getting our shit together then, but it's always been about women mm-hmm. having some power and applying truth to Absolutely. that. Yes. Yeah. So, yay, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome, Nikki. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for letting, you know, I said this to Michelle earlier, and I want to say it to both of you. Like, thank you for hearing me, hearing me 
make the request, hearing someone else hearing me and making the introduction again, really hearing me. Because I, I think that I spent a lot of years in my life not being heard or not feeling like I was heard. And I kind of alluded to that earlier on this, you know, going to school, 12 years of Catholic school, being the girl with the voice and having that voice literally silenced, tape on my mouth, gum on my forehead, anything to like keep me quiet. I remember a teacher saying, empty barrels make the most noise. And so I grew up from that point thinking I'm loud and stupid. And so therefore I should probably be quiet and I don't have much to say. So that freaking none, no disrespect to like the Catholic religion, but like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like I've got a lot to say and I am the fullest fucking barrel that there is in the room. And barrels typically make noise when shit is rattling around and moving inside. I'm grateful for that shit. Because had she not said that, I probably wouldn't even be fueled up and and fired up about my own voice in the way that I have become. Like, I've literally been taking all of these things in my life that could have been the thing that takes you out of here literally off of the planet. And I've been going, okay, so how can I infuse that into what it is that I do so that I'm leveling this shit the fuck up on every level? And it does not look pretty all the time, yet it is necessary for me and for any woman out there who needs that. Exactly. And it was your voice that got my attention and wanted to keep coming back around to say, when's she going to be here on our podcast because I want you here. Your voice is important. It's powerful. It gets people's attention and you're right. It is absolutely the right voice for this conversation. Absolutely. Thank you. So will you tell our audience a little bit more? I read your bio, but will you tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing right now? And we'll get into some of the why. And also we're going to get real today on a lot of levels and some of those levels might be tender. Yeah. So we invite you to take care of yourself in whatever way you need to, because okay. we could be talking about some hard things here today. Right. So let's all take care of ourselves and love each other and give ourselves the agency to take care. And the freedom, the license and the freedom and the license to take care of ourselves in whatever way we can. Right. And just mm-hmm. come back to it if you need to. We don't want to censor our conversation. We want to give people the right to be here or not, but we are not going to censor it. We're going. Absolutely. For it. I love it. I love it. I did a, a comedy show one time and that was one of the, the pieces. It was called censorship. Talked about being uncensored. But you said, tell you about myself. I will start by saying this. I'm a black woman. Right. I'm a powerful black woman. I am a loving black woman. I am a kick ass black woman. I get angry. I get happy. I make people angry. I make people happy. Most importantly, I fucking have to think about how am I making Nikki feel above all anything else. And it took me about 38 years to get to this place to realize that what happened 38 years ago is paramount to who I am right now, today. It had to happen. Make no mistakes. Whatever that thing was that took place 38 years ago, whatever healing transformation I went through and am going through continuously every single day to be on the other side was necessary. 
And so I say, I sit here today as a person who lives their lives out loud so that if you feel silenced, you could just listen to my shit and find yourself in it and get some healing for yourself. I am clear that who I am and what I have become is from the universe, from the God, from the creator, from the master or mistress who has indelibly created us all to be these wonderful human beings and creatures. Because I'm from that, everything that I say, everything that I do is ordained. Mm -hmm. It is not because Nikki does it. Nikki said, I know. And when people say, well, you need to do this way or you need to, you know, be quiet or you need to lower your voice. I said, take it up with the creator. Because I ain't got shit to do with that. That is the best response ever. Oh, my God. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We told you all you better buckle up. (laughs) You were warned at the beginning. This is happening. This is happening today. So we love you so much. This is amazing. And one of the things that I really want to talk with you about today, Nikki, and one of the things that your work is all about is giving women power over their bodies. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about coochie. Can we talk about some coochie? You better. (laughs) Let's talk about some coochie today. Absolutely. How did you find yourself as the coochie coach? And tell us what that means. I started a company called Straight Sex No Chaser back in 2015. And I really, and I say started it loosely. I created a company on paper. I did nothing related to it. I just liked the way it sounded. I knew I wanted to talk about sex in some way. And so I was like, let's call it Straight Sex No Chaser. I had a few business coaches and a woman that I had followed through a lot of womb healing and womb work that I had done courses, I'd gotten certifications in, and she's like a real powerhouse in the industry. And so I was like, oh, that's great. Let me look to emulate that. So I created a business called Womb University, and I was going to be the womb, da, 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 right? And then I was like, mm, yeah, that's not really my voice. That's her voice. And her voice is great and it's powerful and people listen to her and no one will listen to Nikki speaking in that way. So I was looking for my voice. And then last year, I was like, oh, I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about pussy. I don't want to talk about wounds, right? Even though your vagina, your pussy, your cooch, your whatever, it's all connected. It's all in the same area. But what language am I going to use in order to identify it such that when I deliver it, the people who need to hear it can receive it, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I started this whole movement. The the conference was called My Pussy Matters. And we did it. And we had ages 13 to 67 in the room. And everybody got value. And everybody's at the mic. And it was great. And then I began to say, wait a second. There's a voice that I want to hear that when I speak about my pussy mattering, it may not get heard. So how could this be heard, received, palatable for most of the listening ears, because I'm still going to use my strong language. Don't get it confused. I'm still going to be me, but I don't want you to hear that initially because you might think, oh, she's something like that. Uh, If you still have your inhibitions, right? So I said, okay, let's call it something different. Let's talk about the different names that we call our vagina. Well, vagina wasn't it. That's never the word I'm going to use. I'm sometimes PC, but mostly not. So I said, what about coochie? And I started calling it CoochieCon. And so it's a play on the female anatomy 
but a word that is easy to say. You can teach your little children to say it. You can say it yourself and it doesn't give you complete pause. And so that is how I got to being the coochie coach because it's like, it's all in the branding, right? And for me, I'm a words person. So, and I like alliteration. So I like letters to be doubled and letters to be tripled. So it's like the coochie conversation. We're talking about creating the coochie concert soon. It's coochie consciousness. We discovered that when we went to this, you know, the workshop we went to a few weeks ago. It's like coochie con playing with those three letters all around the freaking Webster's Dictionary. I officially love you so hard right now. I love you. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you. Like as you're speaking, all I can hear is like your voice is so crystal clear, not just like the tone, not the sound, but the voice. You know who the hell you are. You know what you want to say to people and you know exactly who needs to hear it. So much props to you. So much respect. Thank you. Thank you for talking about the female body in a way that's so powerful and so accessible. And I want to know why it took so damn long for people to be able to say women are allowed to talk about their own bodies and have some power over their sex. For me, okay, can I, because where I go, I start with me all the time. Everything that I do in life, I always look at Nikki first. It's like, okay, Nikki, so how the hell did you contribute to that situation? Or how did you not contribute to that situation? And I'm going to go with a C-O-N, what is that, the prefix? Confidence, right? It takes a certain level of confidence to get to this place where I can speak so comfortably and candidly about a topic that is still too taboo in the 21st goddamn century. I said to my friend a few minutes ago, and I was like, I'm getting ready to be on a podcast and I don't know what the hell they're going to ask, but you may hear some shit about me that you fucking never heard before or that you don't already know. I've never said that to any man before, right? I never have had a straight up conversation about, well, not never, but like in this place, right? Because this moment has never happened in my life before. But I felt like I needed to just throw a little bit of a disclaimer so that you know, don't be surprised by what you hear. I won't feel judged if you decide that you don't want to talk to me anymore, but just know that I'm going to be me, right? In my own home, in my own space, right? How many times are we in our own homes, in our own bodies, in our own shoes? And we're not ourselves. We're trying to be some other person, some other woman, some other ideal of what a woman is supposed to be. I spent, like I told you, I went to 12 years of Catholic school. Then I joined a religious organization that required the woman to be super docile and powerful, but don't let nobody see that power, right? Powerful, maybe behind doors, kind of, sort of, maybe. And I was like, Nikki, what are you doing? I was dying. I was dying inside. That was not me. It sounded good. It might have looked good when you saw me in my clothes and I'm with my spouse and I'm walking with our children. Like we're all perfect and together. And that shit was a lie. And so now at 46 years old, I don't, if I know there's more liberation to come, but shit, I feel very free. What got you from being in a mask to being more free? What got you there? What got you here? I got tired of wearing the mask. I don't know who said it. Sojourn the truth. No, not Sojourn the truth. Somebody, one of these women said, I'm sick of tired. I'm sick of tired of being sick and tired. I got sick and tired 
of trying to fit into some fucking box that I that I didn't fit in that didn't belong to me. When I was leaving a job, I used to be a dean of a high school. And when I was leaving the job, they bought a book for me. And the, and the it's a children's book and it's a picture book for the most part. And the title is called Not A Box. Every time this little rabbit would make something, the person on the outside would say, what are you doing with that box? And the rabbit kept saying, it's not a box. And each time it would be a spaceship, it would be a car, it would be something else. And when the woman gave it to me, she was like, Nicole, we're giving this to you because you ain't in no box. And we recognize that, right? This was 10 years ago. They saw that 10 years ago. And some of those people were probably like seven to 10 years younger than me. And they saw this lady is not like anybody else that we've ever seen. Mm. And so I've been using that and fueling that. And again, gathering the confidence from the experiences from the past that had me basically crippled and not living inside of my true purpose. And so at this age, I don't know if it's the age. I don't know if there are just a combination of experiences that I've had that have gotten me to this place. But I I will say that a big, like something sticking me in the rib is I have a four-year-old little girl right behind me watching my every damn move. And I'm like, hell, if she's going to have some suppressed ass life, she's got to know freedom right fucking now. Mm -hmm. And I noticed it in her at like maybe six months, you know, babies, infants, they, they have diapers. She had her hand in her diaper. And I was like, okay, somebody's getting to know their little cooch. And I never said a thing about it, never made a big deal about it. Fast forward, she gets to the age of two, she's in the tub, and she is clearly, in my mind, playing with her vagina. And I walked out. Oh, I know what it was. She asked me to leave the bathroom. (laughs) She says, leave the bathroom. And I said, oh, sure. Like, you want privacy? I respect privacy. So I walked out. And something said, double back. I I said, what you doing, Moosh? I call her Moosh. I said, you touching your poo-poo? She was like, yes. I said, okay, is everything okay? She was like, yes. I said, well, does it feel good? She said, yes. And she laughed so hard. And that for me was the biggest moment of freedom at two. That she could articulate that, that there was no shame or embarrassment around it. And I was like, all right, Nikki, you're doing the right thing. You keep talking to her. You keep creating this language around it. You keep giving her the freedom and the power to just be with her body. And we talk about good touch, bad touch, you know what I'm saying? Positive, negative. However, it's conversation that we're having. I'm clear that the Coochie Con is about conversations. It's about making sure you're having this dialogue with yourself and with the people in your life so that you can be free. This is so powerful. Like I'm, I'm kind of sitting here just gobsmacked, just stunned. Like how amazing would it have been to have that freedom as a child to have the conversations with my parents, with my teachers, with my best friends about what's happening in my body right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and what feels good and what doesn't and Mm -hmm. why is this okay, but that's not okay. Mm -hmm just to be able to have that conversation and, and have that permission to have a hard dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can we talk a little bit more about that? Why it's so important 
to be able to to speak up. I want to share the story of being molested, right? It's that experience that had a crippling impact on me, but didn't take me out that has me be here today in this way. Eight years old, being touched, groped, felt by your cousin. You don't really know what the fuck that is. You're connected to your body in a way, because I was identifying with myself and sensations from like age five and four years old. So I was aware. It didn't feel right, but you also knew this is my family. Who do I tell? Do I tell my mother who is crazy as a motherfucker and will kill somebody for me? Well, hell, I felt like in my little mind, when I recall it, it's like if I tell my mother, my father's already not here on a regular basis, that means I won't have either parent. I got to make a decision. I think I'll keep my mom and I'll keep the secret. Fast forward, I get, I go, I was a badass kid in school. I was um, sexually irresponsibly acting out from like 11 and forward, right, to a certain age. And it was all because I had had this experience. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't tell anybody, you know, all the suicidal, like a whole lot of shit swirling around in this underdeveloped mind and not telling anybody. And nowhere to direct that. Right? Because I'm an empty barrel who fucking makes a lot of noise, (laughs) whose mouth is taped. The people that were in place to be able to guide you did not give you that permission. Hmm. Who were here to protect. So fast forward, I turn 21, I get to a place where I'm like feeling free enough to share this with my mother. She immediately believes me. There was no like question. There was no question. My mother from the beginning believed me. So that was like, oh, and, but she was a little hurt because she's like, well, why didn't you tell me before? And, mm-hmm. and of course, as she's a mother. She felt responsible in some way, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I had to remind her, this has nothing to do with you. Right. So fast forward to 35. 35, I enter like this transformational program. And for the first time, I want to address it with the person, my abuser. Mm. And then emails were the big thing. So I emailed him and he acknowledged it, but never really apologized. And he blamed it on being youthful, but yet he's eight years my senior. Mm -hmm. So if I'm eight, you're fucking 16. So there's no question about who you are and what you're doing, right? That's at 35. Fast forward to 45. When I get impacted and didn't realize I was impacted and knew that I had to really do some quick laser surgery on me. I'm working with women. I got to rest some shit in my inside stuff. I got to heal it because I got to work with women and they're coming with their shit quick. I get a call from his sister. She knew what had happened and she invited me to an event with him for him. Like it's his birthday. She wants to celebrate. Now I'm not mad at this man. I hold no anger inside of my soul for him, but I am clear that I don't want to be in his presence celebrating his life. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've given him his life by never pressing charges and allowing him to grow up and become a man who could provide for his family and serve his country. I have given him more than enough life. I don't need to celebrate a fucking thing when it comes to him, right? Yet I got triggered by that call and I needed to deal with it. And at the time I was dating this guy and he said, okay, you're not going to like what I'm about to say to you, but I want you to hear it from a good place. He said, here is an opportunity to do some real healing. He said, this has nothing to do with you. That man is sick. 
there's an opportunity for you to heal him. I was like, who's getting high on this phone? And he's like in California. I'm like, maybe it's the time difference. You know, I'm thinking there must be some disconnection. And so I began to listen and I said, you're right. I'm going to reach back out to his sister and see if she could set up the meeting. Wow. She got confronted as fucking hell because she now is thinking she didn't, she learned about me again through that conversation, but she had also been told about someone else. And again, now it's on her. You got all this information. You're being irresponsible. You're not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. So when I said, well, I want to meet up with him and I want you to set, you know, set that up somehow. You said he's coming up this way. Maybe we can make that happen. She never called me again. She called me maybe a year later and just kind of wanted to pick up where we left off. And what I got from that experience, Michelle, is that just by making the attempt that I got liberated, I got liberated in my soul in a way that would not have been unlocked had I not approached the notion of having a straight up dialogue with this man face to face, not through email, not over the phone, but in person. This is amazing. This is absolutely so powerful. And I know that that many of our listeners right now have had similar experiences and don't know what to do and have found themselves repeating the patterns, blaming themselves, shaming themselves, living in hate, living in fear, living in all of that pain. And if they can take one step towards liberating themselves, if they could take one step towards healing that wound. There's a reason why we're here. That's how I got through my, I used to, I, I tell people I had suicidal thoughts in a few attempts between 14 and 38. I got to a place where I was 38 years old and I do a lot of work around transforming my life to elevate it. And I happened to be in this like 45 day challenge journey with this group of women. And one of the women on the call had a daughter who was a teenager who had committed suicide. Seaway lives is, is how we acknowledge her. And in that conversation, I vow to those women that the thing that saves my life is writing and writing in my journal and that I would write every day for the rest of my life, if need be, so that I will no longer consider suicide, so that I am no longer on that side of the darkness. Y'all, I want you to take a moment right now and just take a deep breath. Everybody listening, just take a deep breath right now and get yourself centered. Just feel yourself in this energetic space of peace, of light, of love, of being seen, of being heard, of being believed, of being supported. It is not your fault. Mm -hmm. None of it was your fault. Today, you get to take a step forward into your healing. It can be a giant leap. It can be a baby step forward. You are safe. You are loved deeply, unconditionally, divinely, eternally. Nothing can take your safety away from you. Nothing can take your light away from you. Nothing can take your power away from you. It is yours. It is yours. 
I am so happy that you are here on this planet. Me too. Me too. too. I'm grateful as hell. It's like every day I'm like, I'm grateful for breath. You know, one thing that I, I continue to honor myself with language is that I say it is not my fault. However, I have taken it on as my responsibility to heal, to empower myself and others on this journey. There is no question about that. Taking responsibility makes me not a victim. It makes me be strong. Every movement that gets created before, after, during my lifetime will be needed because this is about generational healing. Mm -hmm. This isn't about Nikki's issue, Nikki's circumstance. Mm -hmm. This isn't about Myron, the cousin. This is about the generational behavior that perpetuated this type of behavior that said this was okay. Mm -hmm. That led us to the moment, that led him to the moment that he thought it was okay to do that, that led me to the moment that said it was okay to be silent, that led me to the moment that continues to continue. There is a healing that needs to happen on an ancestral level. I keep a board of the female ancestors from my immediate family, and I call family, my aunt says this thing, she said, your family by blood or by love. Yes. And so on my board, are women who are my family by blood and by love. And so in the dead center is my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then from her, there are these other ancestral women. So it's like my first cousins who, you know, who were all females, you know, my first cousin who passed away, my second cousin, my second cousin's mom, like all of these women are a part of what I call like my Sankofa womb board because I have to look back in order to know where I'm going. And these women's shoulders are the shoulders that I stand on. And from every one of these women, I have learned the power of my cooch. They might not have had power. They might have given up their power. They might not have even known that power was a possibility. And so for them, If it just be for those 15 women alone, fuck. But we know that there are infinite amounts of women like them. I just happen to know of those. And you standing in your power in this way is creating a clear path for the next generation. Absolutely. For your daughter, for all the daughters, for all the sisters, for all the cousins, for all of the rest of the people who are going to come beside you and behind you. That's what this is all about, isn't it? This is what that ripple of healing looks like. There's no doubt in my mind. When I see it, one of the ways that I envision it is like someone said one time, I was doing another challenge with my group of women. It's called the Fast Girls, this group of women. They're just so phenomenal. But we do these challenges and we talked about how when you walk into a room, you've got hundreds and hundreds of fast girls in the room with you and it's you but you've got all of them with you right because we're everywhere all over the planet we get on these calls and we're all coming in from all over the world and we're with you we're together on this journey you're never alone you always have your crew your women your family your warrior women your women running with the wolves they are right there all we have to do is look we have to look around for the resources available to us because you have created this space 
mm-hmm. where you have created an opportunity for conversation, where you have created a container for healing, you have created that space for others to step forward into. It is so true that we have been born for a day such as this, born for this. Now, you don't know when you were born, like, oh, I'm just this little, yeah, little <laughs> blob. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little blob, you know what I'm saying? Like, where you feed me? But when you get to, like, really grow and develop and learn and transform some shit, if you're willing to do the surgery on yourself, right, so much goodness comes out of it. Nikki Brown. How can people find you? We're going to be sure to include all the links to your goodness in our show notes. Yes, I am at The Coochie Coach on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on Twitter. Everywhere I go, I am The Coochie Coach. My website is being refurbished and regenerated and all that good stuff. But yeah, social media is it. You will see me at The Coochie Coach. That's C-O-O-C-H-I-E-C-O-A-C-H. And I know our listeners are going to be just blown away by this conversation. In fact, we blew it away so much that Nicole's internet went out that she can't even get back on. Are you serious? I'm serious. I got a note. She's like, "Uh, internet's gone. Keep going. I'm like, all right, girl, I'm going to roll. What it says to me about technology and you can use this and correlate it to life. Shit will go out. And you must go on. Come on now. It's so crazy. Michelle, this day has been like, I call it Magical Monday full of miracles with shamrocks and shenanigans. Because I don't never know what the hell is going to happen. And the way that I live my life now is like, I right, some good shit just happened. Some shit I didn't like just happened. And I'm still living life. And so I had, I, I belong to this micro lending group and today was my day to get my loan and for my business. And I'm all excited, like, yay, get my money. Da, 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 da. And I go to the first place to like make a payment for something so that the things that will make my business run smoothly need to get paid. And the card didn't work. It got declined. <gasps> and I was standing there for the, not for the first time, but for one of the first times in my life, because I'm a financial wreck on the road to healing. I said, wait a minute. I was clutching my pearls. The money is there. You know, how dare this card get declined, you know? <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. I was like, what are you trying to tell me, God? God is always telling me something. Always. And so I said, oh, you said I need to have patience? Oh, you want to see how badly I'm actually determined to pay this bill? Oh, okay. There is more way to do. So I started getting the communication. I'm in my, talking about accountability group. and I, So I said, okay, let me go home and pay a bill for another organization and see what happens. Boom, I was able to pay. Boom, I was able to pay. Boom, I was able to pay. I said, oh, it wasn't my card. It was a damn post office raggedy ass system that didn't <laughs> work with my card. It had nothing to do with me or my card. But had I fallen apart, broken down, and had this fit, everything else would have not worked out. So I was able, like, I am a coochie coach. So guess what? I pay for a coochie coach. You get that? Well, the next level, because I always got to be, what, leveling up above the client. So I got to get coochie wellness. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to reach out to my coach and I got to, you know, pay, make a payment to her for something. 
And I was able to do that. And then all of the other bills were getting paid. And that wouldn't have happened had I fallen apart. So yeah, sometimes, you know, shit gets shut down, but we still got to go on. We still got to go on. Mm-hmm. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, there's a sparkle on my screen. <laughs> Nicole's here. She's, she's a sparkle on my screen. She showed up as a cute little sparkle oh to let us God. know that she's still with. So I want to remind all of our listeners today to take good care of yourself. If you have heard something that has has triggered you, has set you in, in a, some kind of way, we want you to be able to reach out. We want you to be able to know that you are going to be okay, that you're going to get through this, and it is okay to ask for help. But it is 100% okay to keep going, and it is 100% okay to push the pause button and get yourself back together to where you feel strong again. I, I love email. I love writing. I love reading shit, you know. So send me an email, thecoochiecoach at gmail.com. Like, you got a question, ask the question. No question is too stupid. No question is too small. No question is a question not worth asking. I believe that if the creator put it in your mind, then it is worthy of a response and an answer and that we are required and we have a responsibility to get that answer for ourselves and for others. You're not here to put tape over anyone's mouth, Hell are you? Hell no, honey. I done stripped that tape off. No tape here. I don't even have tape in my apartment. My daughter, <laughs> she uses tape to like put all her pictures up and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, use all that tape, girl. Use it for what it's for. So much so we don't even have tape. We run out of tape in this apartment. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you know? All right, ladies, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Sparkle Hour. Be sure to visit our website, www.thesparklehour.com. Continue the conversation with us on our Facebook page, The Sparkle Hour, and absolutely join our private Facebook group, When in Doubt, Sparkle That Shit Out. We would love to have more of this conversation with you. We are here to support you, to see you, to hear you, and to believe in you. That is all we've got for today. And we're going to include all of the goodness and how to get in touch with Nikki Brown, the Coochie Coach, on our show notes. So, Nikki, thank you again so much for joining us. Love, love, love you. Love you. Love you. Have a great day, Michelle. You too. Bye, Nicole. (laughs) Wherever you are. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching and the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please.